the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff, management, or ownership of this station. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we're talking savings investments in your retirement here on the Max Out Savings Show. Our, our, our show is all about uh, savings, investments, saving money, and building up wealth. The, the, the saving part is, is the key to building up the wealth. This is why we, we save aggressively, invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth. Now, we got a lot to talk about on the show. Again, it's just extraordinary how many things are happening in the world, uh, where we're going uh, in, in the world today. I'm still struggling after Friday last night's loss. I was at Astros game, and it just it just wasn't a pretty picture. Uh, it, it was just you know I was sitting there watching Verlander pitch, and like there's nobody in the bullpen. Why is he not putting anybody in the bullpen? Why is this is going to go bad? You could just see it happening before your eyes, and it was like oh my gosh, I've never seen the crowd any event taken out of a game so quickly. As, as leaving Verlander in, it, it was obvious. He, he was he was hitting these balls. They, people were hitting on him hard. You know, maybe they weren't. He hit the wall, they, but even then, they, they were barely barely foul. It, it, they were getting good, and it was like, "What are you doing, Dusty?" And then boom. So it was a, a, a sad situation, but it is what it is. We'll come back. Uh, it was exciting. Uh, you know, go Astros, but just uh, you know, we had that game won. And uh, we lost it. But I could go on for the whole hour about the game, but I will not. Uh, so we, we will talk savings and investments. Uh, the so, so where 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 are we? You know, there, there was a, there's a recent study out of a, a major Wall Street uh, bank that, that they figured that 44 percent of, of the of the people. The people lost forty four percent of the value in their account. Now, I, I don't think that was so much retirement money as as that was people speculating on individual stocks and on margin and all types of things on uh, individual investors, mostly in that case. And and, and even even the, the the big money lost enormous amounts of money in this move. Uh, it, it, it's been pretty. What's made this move? So devastating for many people. They hopefully been listening to the show. Uh, but but is is that 
the, it, the stock and the bond market went down at the same time. And it, 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 it's been 30 years since we've seen any type of, of real uh, inflation. And so they didn't know what inflation is. And the other problem you have is, is when I started in this business, the people, the people that are in this business were interested in in in, in the investment markets. They studied the investment markets. You know, nowadays so many of these groups out there, there's people that really have no idea what they're doing at all. I mean, it, it, it's it's truly extraordinary. They, they they just you know put people in, into into index funds and left them alone and 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 they didn't make any adjustments didn't understand what was happening and and and, and, and there's just losses that, you know across the board I mean the stock and the bond markets went down I mean the S and P at 500 at one time I think was was down over I want to say 28 percent might have been a little less than that it's come back some. Uh, the, the, the NASDAQ was down 30, 30-something 30 percent. Uh, the, the bond market, an average uh, bond, a longer-term bond portfolio was probably down 13 percent. And, I, and I, I've seen this is one of the worst bond markets for treasuries uh, in a century. It, 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 it was very strange because, you know, we had we've had other bouts of inflation, and they had lower interest. What what was what was so devastating on the bond market, in uh, is that and we were able to avoid much of the carnage, uh, is is because bond prices were yielding close to zero, and the, the Fed funds were at zero. Uh, the you know looking at the at the ten year. Let me pull up a chart here. Bear with me just a second. You know, the ten-year bond uh, was—you know—it it was in 2020. Uh, it was yielding close to a half a percent, and so we were kind of like, "Well, look, if we're not going to get paid anything, we're just going to sit in close in and get nothing and wait it out." It, it, versus going and taking a risk on ten years—you know, ten years for a half a percent, or, or you know, one and a half, or, you know, or two percent on a corporate going out seven, eight years. We're like, "This is this is just isn't worth it." And so what happened is the rates were so low when the bond prices started to climb, there was no interest rate to cover it. You know, back in the 80s, you know, rates went up, but, you know, they went back and forth. Uh, but, 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 you know, typically you're getting 6%. So, so, so even even if the bond market falls 12%, after two years, you're back to effectively even with your money. And But, we, but when, it, when it's, you know, a half a percent or 1%, you know, one and a half percent, you're still, you know, if it's one and a half percent, you're down nine percent after two years. And this is what's, and we understood that at the time. And so you have to understand the world you're in. You have to understand the world you're in at that time. It was way too many people running, you know, regression analysis in the past and not really understanding what they're doing, not understanding, you know, inflation coming up. Well, inflation's never that bad. Well, they didn't understand the bonds were, they didn't look what the bonds were yielding at the time. And so, so it's been a very, very tough year. I mean, look, if you were in the right stuff, you, you, there was ways to make money this year. There's a number of ways to make money. Uh, you know, it, 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 we, we tried to talk about this. So look, to be fair to some of these people, look, there were there there were there were some sectors that they just couldn't invest in. They didn't believe in it. You know, they all oh, they, oh, you know they, they they signed up to the ESG agenda. 
you know, they're members of the Global Economic Forum. And so they just couldn't invest or, you know, they, you know, they're in New York City. So they were pressured by, you know, all the radicals and people in the, in the Global Economic Forum, the Davos crowd, not to invest in oil and gas. That's been one of the best sectors this year. It's made people a lot of money. People own an Exxon are real happy. Great earnings came out, blew the earnings out. Exxon hit like 110. It's one of our biggest positions. Uh, you know, and so uh, we've been selling it. It's still big. It, 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 you know, pe- those people did real well, okay? But they, they, they're the people that looked at the world and said, look, we're going to probably need energy for the next 100 years. And no, I don't think oil and g- gas is going away in, in 10 years. And I, I'm very concerned about the environment, and I want a clean environment, but I believe we're all going to die in the next 10 years. And, uh, you know, it, so the, the more logical people did pretty well. Not pretty well, but I think they did, did did well. I mean, if if they if they made the right investments, and, and and so, I mean, this is a real lesson of what can happen when you get caught up in a a uh, a mania, uh, you know, uh, uh, that 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 you see these happen in the past. Different types of manias. This one is the CO two mania, and and you know where people just go crazy over CO two. Yeah, I've said it before. I'm like, are there some aliens living on the United in, in the world that can't understand a certain level of CO2 because they're in a panic? And then I realize that no, these people are just completely crazy and uh, have gone off the deep end. Uh, you know, I, I always said, uh, as unleashing American Energy Conference uh, here in town the, the other day in uh, the uh, the Advancing American Freedoms Foundation put it on, and they had uh, uh, Vice President Pence was there. I think Secretary Energy Secretary Berlay, he was there. Former Energy Secretary uh, Congressman Michael Cloud was there. Randy Congressman Randy Weber was there. A lot of uh, corporate CEOs were there. And you're talking about the problems with, with energy. It, yeah, one of the more interesting things is they had the question period, and 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 a, and a person from Holland got up, a young man, and, and he said, he said, look, I'm a, I'm in the the party over there. They had like they've got like thirty parties in there, it, but he says y'all don't understand. In in Europe, it's it's much worse. He said our electric bill is a hundred and twenty was a hundred twenty dollars a month. It went up to twelve hundred dollars here, uh, last year. Per, per month, we can't afford this. But what y'all don't understand is they're experimenting on with these ideas in Holland, in, in places like that. Canada is another one, by the way, where they're trying out these different techniques before they try them out on the Americans. So this is really it, it, it shows that this is really a global problem with basically a bunch of fanatical Europeans that want to rule the world. You know that are they're affecting our energy prices and everything else, and it, 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 it and the energy secretary said, you know, it's, he's been a little surprised on how just aggressive they have of trying to defund energy in the United States. There was a lot of talk about Larry Fink at the conference. I mean, Larry Fink and BlackRock. Uh, they had uh, uh, State Treasurer John Schroeder. Uh, he, he he's done a lot of work uh, with the. Uh, with, with working, he's pulling money out of various trusts that Louisiana holds away from BlackRock. The same thing's happening in, in, in other places. I think Kansas, uh, other places, Texas. Texas has pulled billions of dollars. The, 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 Black, the, the BlackRock boycott is really starting to gain momentum around the country because 
because the state's realizing, look, we don't want corporate America setting the agenda and setting our, our values, setting policy in the United States of America. They're starting to view that as a real threat. And BlackRock funds has been the absolute worst at that of defunding the energy. Now, they tried to deny it, but look, we've got the letters. We have the proof. Uh, everybody knows what they tried to do. And, and, and so this, so the good, the good news is, is they're starting to think people see what happened. The energy people are seeing who these people are. The American people are saying, whoa, you guys went and shut down the key pipeline. You shut down drilling. You've done everything you can to get rid of oil and gas. And now we're paying sky high prices at the pump. And, and so I, I think we're making progress on this. And people are understanding this. This is a small cabal of basically revolutionaries out of Europe, the Global Economic Forum, uh, people like that, the radical environmentalists that are doing this to us. So, so we're starting to make real progress. Uh, so, but, but energy has been one sector that's been doing well. Farming is another sector, as we talked about. Uh, they're, they're, the drug sector, uh, the, those things. Uh, yeah, I, there, there are opportunities in this market. There, there's opportunities to make money in this market as it's gone down remarkably. It, it, but you just have to be in the right things. You have to understand the world is fundamentally different. And, I mean, I really think look, it's real easy for people to see small changes, but it's very difficult for them to conceptualize major changes when they're happening. You look back through history and you go, well, that was obvious. But, but at the time, it's not obvious. And it might have been obvious, but the problem is people at that time to accept the idea that things are changing is, is very difficult. And, and one of the big, big changes we're seeing is this decoupling of China, which is which was a, uh, a, a driver for deflation, uh, for uh, deflation and also, uh, uh, you know, constructing the manufacturing base in the United States, that's over and that's changed. That's a big change that's going to affect things long term. Tell you what, let's take a quick break and we're going to kind of discuss that uh, as soon as we get back right here on the Max Out Saving Show. The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air... We're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512NewMedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. 
If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees stayed alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. On Radio.com, this is AM 1070, The Answer. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Savings Show, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka. We're talking savings, investments, in your retirement. But really, yeah, yeah, but to talk a little bit about this Unleashing American Energy uh, uh, conference that, that, that was at, it's really fascinating. Just, you know, people are starting to get it. They're starting to understand the problems out there. They're starting to understand that these radical, this radical agenda in uh, Washington, D.C. is really it's really badly hurting the American people. We've got runaway inflation. We've got out-of-control crime. I mean, it, it's truly extraordinary. 71,000 is the number I've been using, additional additional fentanyl deaths. And what's so remarkable is Joe Biden doesn't even care. I mean, 71,000. I mean, I think he must think that 71,000 people dying from fentanyl is like a positive because then they won't have a carbon footprint, so there's less less people. I mean, it's just it's 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 a really it's it's a sick, you know, uh, philosophy on their part. Yeah, I came across another interesting thing here. You know, the SEC Securities Exchange Commission is is now require wants to require uh, food companies to uh, report their carbon emissions. You go, okay, fine, but then they they want to see step. Scope one, scope two, and scope three emissions. So scope one is how much carbon you're producing. And then scope two is the really bad carbon. That's from energy, which is, you know, killing the planet somehow. It, it, you know, uh, the, uh, you know, maybe they could come up with scarb, car, uh, CO2 carbon scrubbers and remove all the CO2 from the atmosphere. That would be really great. I'm sure it'd be fantastic to every plant on planet Earth died off because they used CO2. But that's another story. I digress. Uh, but the scope scope two is is carbon from energy, uh, and then scope three. This is the big one: is emissions from suppliers and customers. You say, well, Ted, what that means? What that means is that the big big farming, the big food companies are going to have to have the carbon emissions from all the farmers. Now, if I've got a five thousand acre farm, you know, or ten thousand acre farm, you know, I can just hire somebody to calculate my my, my carbon. And it's pretty easy, right? Well, but if I've got a small farm, I can't afford that, it, 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 and so that's going to that, that's going to put big losses on me. Uh, it, it, an example, you know, we, we we produce pecans, and so at the farm, and so the pecans come in. I mean, sometimes we're a pretty good sized producer this year. It's going to be tough, but 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 you know, we, we in a good year we can produce quite a bit. Now we don't have a, a thousand acre farm. But, you know, it's pretty good size. And, and so we can't afford that. We have our pecan that harvester comes in with, you know, equipment to, to do it. And, 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 and you know, we've got a, a split with him and, and stuff. But so if this thing goes through, we really can't afford that. So what's going to happen to us is we're going to get 
less money for our pecans because they're not carbon – they don't have the carbon emissions numbers on them. So we're going to get less money for those. And so – so that means we're going to be put at a disadvantage. But it's even worse than that. So all the small farmers of pecans or corn or whatever, they're going to be at a disadvantage. So what's, they're, they're going to get less pricing because they won't have the carbon information on their stuff. That's going to create an arbitrage. So then the big farmers are going to buy up all the all the small farms and run everyone else out of business because they can't afford this outrageous scope three uh, carbon emission standard. And And by the way, Understand, we're talking about the Securities Exchange Commission. What the hell is the Securities Exchange Commission getting involved in, in, in regulating farming? Okay, I mean, think about that for a second. This shows you the level that these radicals in Washington, D.C. have come have come to. I mean, it, 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 I, I'll repeat what I said. What is the Securities Exchange Commission involved in, in getting involved in regulating Small farmers in the United States of America. It, it, this is a problem. These people are overstepping their bounds. They've gotten out of control. They, 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 this is a radical agenda, cl- quite frankly, closer to the Nazi party in many ways more than people realize than anything else. It, it, and so this, this, this is the thing that we, we have to understand and stand up to. Now, here's some good news. They, look, the Republicans are going to win big. Coming up in this election, this market has gone up. The the, the, the stock market was up about three and a half percent this week. Let me, let me look at my numbers. Yeah, three point eight five percent. That's a big move in the S and P five hundred. Now, to be fair, it's still down eighteen percent. But but the the why is it going up? What's going on? The market started rallying here. Uh, let me see here. Uh, about two weeks ago. Well. Uh, there's something that happened two weeks ago. The polls started coming in uh, that the, that the Republic, Republicans are doing pretty well. It, it, you know, they, we're, we got a good chance of winning the New York governorship. Okay, the, 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 the Democrats are going to get their butts kicked in this election. There's no other way. I, I, I have never seen. I mean, honestly, I could run. I could run the Communist Party in the United States of America and have a better, more, uh, more friendly agenda to the majority of the people than the Democratic Party. I, I think you could run the Nazi Party agenda. I mean, that's how utterly and completely insane these people are. It's, it's a godless left that, that has some new religion of, of, of you know, worshiping Mother Earth and the climate in no borders runaway crime and everything else out there. And they are going to get destroyed in this election coming up. And so that, so people are sensing that. So there's some positive things that are really happening in the world today that, that, that are starting to change. You know, sanity is going to start coming back to these, to, to this. Uh, we just, you know, we, we let a small group of people in there that, 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 that quite frankly, most, many of these people that are, that are promulgating this agenda are Europeans. They're not even Americans at the global economic forum. And, and, and this is going to be a referendum on those people. And so we'll see how it goes. Now, look, I've talked to a lot of people on this. Uh, uh, we, we've done a lot of work. Uh, we, we think the polls, we've been using 5%. We think the polls are wrong by five percent. They're starting to get a little better. Uh, it, we, 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 we've looked at a, f- a, a few races. Uh, Alexander 
uh, Mailer here in town is doing a phenomenal job. We've had her on our show numerous times. That, you know, when she was running in the primaries, uh, that there's a lot of excitement there. I mean, you can see it in the city. Uh, the New York governor's race, uh, the, the different races, uh, it's looking very good. Uh, so things are, start, are are really moving forward. Uh, the one thing we do hear from people, and it's surprising the people that tell us this, too, is, well, yeah, it's looking good, Ted, but, you know, we think something's going to happen right before the election. I mean, it, it's really surprising the high-level people that believe that it, it, and, and really how concerned people are about that. So, you know, uh, I'll put the caveat on that unless there's some, you know, I don't know what's going to happen type of thing. But so this is positive for the markets. The markets are seeing things are starting to change some. Energy has held up well. Uh, and some of the other areas have, have done pretty well. So this is why we're seeing a rally is people are starting to sense that 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 that, that, that maybe some sanity is returning to to the political area. So that's something to think about. Uh, so 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 where, you know where do we go from here? Uh, I, I think that's a good question. Uh, some stocks are, are down quite a bit. It, it's interesting. As I said, the S and P was up three point eight five percent point. Looking at the, at the Nasdaq, it was up about two point two percent. It's lagging. Typically, it, it, it you know it, it has a higher beta than than the than than the than the S and P five hundred beta is just how much it, it, you, movement you get, you know, per the average in, in the volatility. And so it's lagging here. Uh, we we had bad numbers from Google. We had bad numbers from Microsoft. We had Facebook, you know, fell fell apart. Apples were so-so, and they managed to rally it up. But but a couple things that are hurting the tech sector uh, 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 is I, I think there's 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 going to be less spending on technology and more on manufacturing, production, those type of things. The the higher dollar, uh, the dollar's hurting many many companies across the board. I mean, just straight across the board. That this has been one of the strongest dollar rallies. You know, I would. And what we've done is we've kind of pushed down inflation by by raising the dollar up, and we've controlled inflation. As we said, we've been saying for a couple months now, look, the biggest driver going forward right now for the next month or two is not inflation. It's not the war in Europe. It's not the Federal Reserve. It's it's the, it's the midterm elections. The, the government is moving everything right here and right now to make you think that the economy is doing well, that oil prices are going down, inflation's going down, that everything's going to be great. But after after no, the first week in November, that all goes away. It, and then I think you're going to have higher oil prices. You're going to have some of these other things come in. And, and so we're seeing a, generally a slowing economy. And, 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 and so corporate earnings are under a lot of pressure. So we're still going to have a very tough market going forward. You've got to be very targeted. Tell you what, let's take a call to 713-339-1070 here at the Max Out Savings Show. Good morning, Ted. Morning. Yeah. Uh, I had a question uh, I wanted to ask, and it had to do with the interest rates. Uh, I, I guess right now they're talking about uh, the, the Federal Reserve, I guess, targeting possibly a rate I don't know if it's the 10-year note to 5%, but my question is, is at what level of interest rates do you think where all of a sudden, you know, the stock market says, well, you know, why why would I want to take the risk in the stock market when I can get an interest-free rate here, uh, you know, or, or a risk-free rate, I should say, uh, 
So what are your thoughts on that? What, what, at what level do you think is where the market starts to get, you know, uh, somewhat jittery? Uh, yeah, that, that's a good question. It, it's already kind of happening. The, the, the two years at 4.2% on Treasury, which means, look, I can go park money in two-year Treasuries and not have to worry about a thing and, and get 4.4%. Uh, so I think that's starting to happen. Uh, the yield curve is, is, is kind of going inverted here. That The longer end of the curve is starting to drop a little bit. Now, now. Uh, the, the Fed, they're going to probably raise Fed funds up to about uh, up three up three quarters of a percent coming up uh, this week. It, it, the key, which is going to get it somewhere close to four percent on Fed funds, which means people in money markets are going to get pretty good. That's going to pressure the market. Now, now here, here's the key: the, the Fed meeting is is going to be midweek this week. So. So the question is, they're going to do probably 75 basis points unless something happens. And they're going to probably say, look, we're not going to probably go 75 basis points to the next meeting. We're going to look at it more closely, and it's going to be a, you know, uh, we're going to go by the numbers. And they're going to start backing off. I, I think, I think, I don't think they want to get much above four and a half, four and a quarter, at least near term on Fed funds for the next couple months till they see where the economy is going. What what I think is going to happen, and look, we, we bought some long-term, an ETF with some long-term bond, uh, treasuries in it earlier in the week here, because I think what's going to happen is they're going to try to, we're looking at the mortgage rate, which is, the, the, the average mortgage rate is about 7.08%. I've seen some numbers that's close to 72 at the beginning of the week. It, it and we feel like that, that that's increased uh, mortgage payment about 80% in the last year, uh, just, you know, apples to apples type of thing. It, it, so this is going to be big pressure. I think the Fed would like to have the mortgage rates closer to five and a half, six percent 6%. So the, the thinking is what they might do is they're, they're going to try to push down the longer end of the curve by buying longer-term treasuries and mortgages, which is why we did that. It's more for a trade, to be very clear. Uh and to push down that and then keep the, the short rate high. So that, that that's what we're looking at going forward near term. Now, if we're going to have a big inflation problem, it's going to happen sometime next year. Either the inflation doesn't slow down, then look out, or the economy slows, they start spending money again, and then inflation takes off. Yeah. Does, does that yeah. help there, son? Yeah, yeah. And I guess one follow-up question. Uh, you were talking about the, the, you know, the possible red wave. Uh, if if the Senate does get flipped over to Republicans, do you see Mitch McConnell being the Senate Majority Leader again, or do you think they might go with someone else? That's a good question. Look, the consensus is he's going to be the majority. Uh, it's possible. I, I would say it's a little more likely he's still the 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 the, the, the majority guy. Uh, you know, I think we'll have to see who's in some of the positions underneath him. Maybe that's the compromise. Uh, McConnell's a tough guy to bet against. Uh, well, I know I know there's been talk that he has some, I guess, financial interest uh, with his wife over in mainland China. China. So I don't know how much of that's going to affect a lot of things. But the uh, fact I, I, you know, I would have thought something like that that you would t- have to kind of put things in a blind trust or do something. I mean, in order to in order to function in government, I I, I don't know how that exactly works, but. Anyway, so, okay. Well, yeah. All right. Well, that's all I have. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, no, I mean, this, so, so, again, when I said we bought the, the, the longer uh, ETF, that's a short trade. Uh, it's not that we, we think inflation's over at all. 
Uh, you know, it's just, I, I think this thing with China is going to continue to get worse. You know, I took my cars in, car in for repair on, on Friday. I gave the guy the key, and he takes off my office key and home key, gives it back to me. And he goes, be careful with this key. I'm like, what? What do you mean? He goes, well, you lose this key. It's about $800 to replace it because they don't have the chips. You're going to have to wait six months to get the key. They said they're selling the new cars. And they're giving them one key. And so – it's just good. And then he showed me another, a fancy car there. It, 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 it was like a, a, a gas, a, 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 I think a gas line or something. It's about 18 inches, two feet long under the car, a gas or oil line. They had to order the part. It was it was almost $1,000. And he said, we ordered it. They told us they'll go in a week to 10 days when they can, if they can get it or if not, or if it's going to go on back order. And this was a really expensive car. It, he says, we can't get parts. He pointed out another car. That was there, and that they're having to get parts. I mean, these parts issues are becoming a problem. Look, the situation with China is deteriorating. We cut them off from a lot of very high-level semiconductors about a week or so back. They're retaliating. People are leaving China. Uh, the, the companies are trying to get their factories out of there. Uh, I think these shortages are going to continue into 2023. I mean, this is a real issue across the board, and that's going to be more inflation that's going to be out there. So, so I think I think this is all going to continue. I think what is again we talked about the big issues. The big issue is is the is this, is the deglobalization. They're moving away from China. I mean, China basically stripped the United States of a good portion of its manufacturing capacity. And and, and what's happened is 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 now they've got to get these factories back to the U.S. or Mexico or Vietnam or somewhere, and that's more expensive. It's more expensive to put the factories back here. But look, there's a possibility we could be at war with China in the next 24 months over Taiwan. At that point in time, uh, after what's happened in Russia, nobody can import anything from China, and they have to sell all their assets in China. So, so that means people are going to have to they, they they have to sit there and, 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 and make changes, and that's expensive. And it's time consuming. Look, there's some tech companies in China. I'm not going to use any names, but they produce your cell phone. You know, they make cell, they sell cell phones that they're, they're going to have some problems it, 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 because a big chunk of their their production is still in China. So, I mean, if war breaks out with China, there's going to be an instant shortage of cell phones. It, 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 and so, I, I think this is one of the things to understand is is that 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 these, as we said, these are really. These are large-scale changes. The, the deflationary impact of China over the last 30 years, 25, 30 years, is gone. It, it's now reversing, and this is going to be longer term for inflation. And, and you have to continue to manage through for inflation. Uh, the, the world is absolutely different from, from, look, two years ago, two, three years ago, interest rates were close to zero. We had Tina, which is there is no alternative. I can't get anything for my bonds. I can't get anything for money market. Only thing I can do is invest in, in Google, AppleSoft, and, my, and, my, and Microsoft to make money in the market. There is no alternative. Uh, the, the, those, I think we had five stocks that were like 17% of the S&P 500. And we talked about, we said, these, these five stocks or six stocks were Apple, Google, Microsoft, uh, Facebook, Amazon and maybe Netflix, that was 17% of the market. At the time, we said this is this is way too high. The S&P 500 is concentrated too much in these stocks. You have to get away from them. We said it on the show time and again. And, and you know, at, at the time, oil was a very small percentage of the S&P 500. Now it's it's starting to reverse. So, 
so, so the, but this big trend is, is, is coming this way. It's, it's higher cost, different manufacturing, different different world. Look, if you can't get the parts, you can't do business. So if some other company can get the parts, they can sell their, their car or their product instead of you. And so this gives companies better pricing power. It also makes their life much dif- more difficult. They have to stockpile spare parts. They have to inventory spare parts. They have to warehouse things. Uh, you know, so this is creating demand for warehouses and creating demand for manufacturing facilities. You know, look at all the semiconductors. We got semiconductors. We're building semiconductor plants in Phoenix, in, in Austin, in Taylor, Texas, in uh, up north of Dallas, uh, uh, Sherman, Texas. Uh, the, you know, uh, the uh, big factories going in New York. That was, you know, basically now you see why they got the $50 billion for, for, for tech fact for semiconductor plants that that let the Democrats say where the factories are going to be in, in Ohio with Intel again you know more more political deals to move some of the factories up there but uh, but but this is all more expensive they're having trouble finding workers for this stuff so yeah Twitter's laying off people Facebook is laying off these tech people but they can go to other parts of the country where they're needed in some of these high tech jobs so so the countries go wrong now. Oh, actually, tell you what, we've got to take a quick break. I've got to apologize. We'll be right back right here on the Max Out Savings Show. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer but I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the BG stayed alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. On Radio.com, this is AM 1070, The Answer. The Max Out Savings Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. 
Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. See, here's an interesting story. Uh, uh, Bloomberg, I uh, get you know, Bloomberg. Uh, they, they're so upset that that Elon Musk has Twitter now. They're, they're positioning, and uh, you know, on CNBC, Jim Cramer and the other guy was going, "Well, you know, is 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 GM going to boycott Twitter now?" And they said, "Yeah, he should." You know, because they think that it. Well, by the end of the day, GM's like, "We might temporarily take things off of Twitter." I mean, they, these big companies are so afraid of these media companies. I mean, the, the worst is Bloomberg. I mean, the guy is the fanatical anti-gun nut that surrounded himself with an army anywhere he goes. I mean, he's just he, he, he spends all this money, uh, you know, on these radical causes. This is Musk Twitter royals with hate speech as trolls test new limits. You know, it's like Elon Musk is the big guy. I'm so glad that he's taken over Twitter. We've just gone back on Twitter here recently. Yeah, it's exciting. Now people have a fair chance to have their views heard, and, and we don't have to be censored by some little, uh, you know, Nazi youth group minister over there. It, and uh, it, it, it's exciting. But people are threatened. They're threatened by free speech. They're threatened by the dissemination of ideas. Look, there's no room for hate speech, but it's got to be real hate speech, and it can't just be someone express, expressing their an opinion you disagree with. And, and I think I think he I think he can really look. There's a real place for for, for, for for some of these apps to sit there and be the fair guy, the guy that's not going to sell everybody out, because that's what everyone in the end is going to agree. Look, in the future, no one is going to want to go to a place where everyone's selling their data and selling them out and telling people what they, what they can say and making them conform to some to – some, you know – religion that they don't believe in, which is, you know, this new age uh, uh, environmentalism. And, and, and so I, I think the, it, the, it's important to have the idea of thought. If, if, I'll give an example. If four years ago, when Larry Fink or three years ago came up with this, with this uh, you know, boycott energy, de- uh, defund, we need to defund energy and we're moving away from it. If there had been a fair dis- uh, dissemination of ideas, the American public would have would have sat there and said, wait, this is crazy. Why are we letting some CEO of a big corporation mandate policy? It might not have happened. We might be paying a lot lower oil gas prices. It, the, the beauty of the United States democracy is, is things filter up from the bottom. And, and, and the American people are actually pretty smart. They typically get the person they want. They put Donald Trump in there because they were fed up with China. They had to have somebody that was going to be the change agent. He was it. They put Barack Obama in there. You know, the guy had no experience. He was a one-term senator. I mean, but they, you know, they felt it was the proper time to put an African American as president, and they wanted it done. They always do the right thing, except when you get these big tech companies trying to manipulate them with with with, with their stuff, with with their you know their thought control, which is what they're doing on on the things. And Elon Musk is saying, look, there's enough of that. I'm gonna I'm gonna bank on the American people. I'm gonna bank on the human race. For for, for 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 dissemination in, in discussion of ideas and free speech. I think he's going to change Twitter, put all types of interesting things on it. I, I'm excited about that. We'll see, we'll see where it goes. Um, now, a couple other things. As we said, we've got the Fed meeting coming up. Look, the economy is still slowing. It's going to slow down. There's less government spending next year. On the flip side of that, we're moving the factories back to the United States. We're putting them in. So there's a lot of there's hiring going on. There's you know there, there's movement in the economy. So so it's it's not so it's still looking good, but it's going to be tougher. Corporations are having to deal with higher higher dollar. The dollar's getting higher in here. Uh, that if if you're overseas, that hurts your earnings. I was talking to a, a friend of mine. He's down in uh, Colombia. 
And uh, he's like, you know, I'm like, I said, how's it going down there? And he goes, well, you know, I'm staying in an Airbnb. I'm like, oh, well, no. But then he flashes around. It's like a high rise. I go, well, how much is that? And it's like, what's well, $20 a night? I'm like, well, you're kidding me. And he goes, oh, no, everything is so cheap. And, 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 and he said, you know, the, 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 uh, I think that the, the conversion was like four uh, Colombian, whatever they are, dollars to one American dollar. He said he, he's been there like three weeks. It's gone up to five to one. So inflation is hitting. You know, so when we push the dollar higher, you know, to keep down costs in the United States for the election, other parts of the world get hurt by this. Now, it, there's also demand for liquidity to the dollar because this is because of the, 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 the this is somewhat of an economic crisis too. But that that pushes inflation elsewhere in the world. And, and so if I'm McDonald's or if I'm some or Apple or some selling into Colombia, it's it, look, people can't quite afford my products as much anymore. And, and so I, I start losing money. And, and that's what a lot of these that's what's happening to a lot of these companies. So earnings are going to continue to be under pressure. We've got a market. I think the market stays up somewhere between now and the election and then has another pullback. And then, we're, you know, they're going to be excited about the Fed meeting, probably some good news coming there. Uh, they're going to win in before the election. And so, but then after that, they're going to have to face a world of, of deglobalization, of higher inflation, more sticky inflation, and, and, and you know, a, a war with Russia and possibly China. As, as we said in this show so many times since the war first started, wars are inflationary. We said it, wars are inflationary. Look, if there's two things that brings about change of governments, wars and inflation, inflation is actually number one. This is why we're looking for such a big win with the Republicans. So, so I, I think that's. So I think you continue to want to be on the more cautious side in here, and you want to be on the side of of people that either have a boat around their products, a, a product that, that people are going to continue to use no matter what, or or have something have some type of edge with their shortages. Uh, remember, we can. The government, I, I can't print commodities. I can't make more gold. I can't make more oil and gas, but I can sit there and print money. I mean, uh, the very first max out savings report uh, that we sent out was 20-something years ago. It was right after uh, 9-11. I think it was a year after uh, 9-11, maybe that November or something. And Bernanke did. He, was, he, he wasn't the chairman of the Federal Reserve. He was, I think, vice chairman or something. He wrote a famous speech. It's called the, the helicopter speech. And the helicopter speech says, look, we have a printing press at the Federal Reserve. They, basically, I, I'm paraphrasing, but it's pretty close to exactly what he said. Uh, if, we, if, if need be to get the economy going, we can throw money out of a helicopter. It's a famous helicopter speech. And, 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 and that's what they're going to continue to do. And, that, and that's why you, you, you still have got to sit there and plan for inflation because as this economy slows, they're going to do more money printing to try to, to, try to get things going. So, so right now we're in a in a in a place where the inflation's probably going to start falling. So we're going to see some falling inflation. But understand two things: in, inflation is high; it's at eight and a half percent, and th- those are chained down numbers. Uh, you know, but that, that they've they've adjusted in all types of ways, hedonically adjusted. You know, move things from one category to the other. Uh, take an example: PepsiCo. Has raised their food prices. Their 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 products about seventeen percent in the last twelve months, and that's probably closer, you know, to the inflation. It's probably closer 
to that, you know, maybe it's 12%. So it's going to come down, but it's not going to come down a lot because they still have to print money. There's still enormous amounts of debt out there. So the question is, at what point does it, the economy start slowing overwhelming or do they just keep printing? And that's going to see. So a couple of things you want to see. We want to see the price of assets. Do they start going down or rising? And, 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 and the key to understand, do we get a really massive inflation coming up sometime in the future is you watch those asset prices. Do the, Is there so much money in the world is it starts coming back to the United States and it just starts pouring in on top? And I do think that's something that people really don't understand. And that's something we're monitoring closely. We're looking at a number of different values to try to catch that and understand it if it happens. But right now we're in this big inflation and this is how we we were able to determine it this. We explained it on the show. This is why we've been able to do so well this year in this type of market, because we've understand what's happening. And I don't want you to understand the the world is is, is a different world out there. That the, the trend of the last 25 or 30 years of, as we said, globalization, you know, factories moving to China, uh, deflationary because, the, the, you know, I, I can make the product 20 percent cheaper in China. Uh, it, it, they consolidate all the companies out there. So maybe five companies made it. Now they, they just two companies make it in massive factories and they have massive economies of scale. That's all changing. And then I can ship over here at nothing and I can do my, one of my favorite was just in time delivery. So it comes in, I can deliver it, you know, the same day. So I don't even need to carry it in the inventory, which is fantastic if I'm the CFO of the company, because then I can I can put more money in stock buyback programs. I don't have to, so I don't have to keep any inventory. So I need less cash, but that's all changing. And so all of these things are going to pressure corporate earnings going forward and continue to pressure that. That's why we saw one of the concerning things this week was when Amazon and Facebook dropped about twenty percent. Boom. I mean, one day that just shows you that even after these stocks have fallen for so long, that they're still not real cheap in in, in people's minds. And and so this is something I I think going forward, very similar to this is kind of a hybrid of 1999 in the 1970s. Uh, There's a lot of money to be made, but you can't be in the the key is you can't be in the wrong stuff. We think over the next 10 years, I don't think these stock markets go anywhere on a real basis, real basis. But I think there will be a lot of money. I think you're going to see a lot of choppy up and down markets like the 60s, 60s and 70s. The market went from, I think, 700 to 1,000 back and forth for about 12, 13 years, if I remember right. Yeah, I wasn't there for all of that, by the way. Uh, but uh, but I, I studied it extensively, and 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 so I think that's the type of thing you're going to see. You have to be more cautious of your money, uh, higher levels of cash in different alternative asset classes, uh, and not the indexing of the sixty forty standard index that everybody uses. So, but a couple of things we're going to be writing about this in our max out savings report. Uh, we're going to be sending it out this week. Uh, first thing this week, uh, a lot of interesting things. I take very complex issues and try to make them simple so you can understand it. Uh, we, we wrote about, we caught the Wuhan virus ahead of almost anybody out there. We wrote about that. We caught the, the, the 2008 collapse in 2007. A lot of good stuff is in the report. We've been warning you inflation for a number of years. It, and, and so it's a free report. We, we, we took retirement ideas, tax ideas, different things to help you out with your retirement, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. It's completely free. We don't call you. We don't bother you at all. Maxoutsavings.com. Now, if you'd like to sit down and meet with me, I'd be happy to try to help you out. You can also request an appointment. But but the newsletter is completely free. Uh, if you want, just go to maxoutsavings.com. I'd like to help you out. 
And also, remember our motto in philosophy, which is to save aggressively. That's the key to making money over the long term and, and building up wealth. Save aggressively, invest conservatively. Don't slow down your savings program. Even with the markets down, if you lost, keep it up. Maybe put it in money market if you're that worried. For the money. But, but, but take care of your retirement. Keep your retirement program going. That's what got you here this far. Uh, and just understand the world today. Well, I hope everyone has a great weekend, and we'll see you next week right here on the on the Max Out Savings Show. And go Astros! Uh, again, a tough game last night, but <laughs> yeah, I, I still have a headache from all the noise. But but we're we are there, you know. And, and I think they're going to do some phenomenal teams. So it's been really exciting. We'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.